What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dan Fisher's Experience, episode number 10. I'm your host, Daniel. And uh, to be totally frank with you, I was a little hesitant about doing this one. And it wasn't because of the topics or anything like that. It was just, do you know when, when there's something in your life that you like, that you enjoy doing? Like, I enjoy doing these podcasts and I enjoy making videos. But for whatever reason, you're just, you're tired or you're just... Like, oh, just, just things come on, right? Things pile on, and all of a sudden it gets left to the last minute, right? And you've already used all of your, like, mental energy to doing a bunch of other things, a bunch of little minor stressors. Then now at the end of the day, I'm like, shoot, I haven't done a podcast yet. That you're on that fence, even though, you know what, I love doing it. I do have a schedule, but can I just miss one day? And I think, I, I would say, man, with discretion, because you don't want to go to burnout. But, you know, obviously, you do want to stick to your schedule in order to build a really good habit. Without further ado, habits and whatnot, that's for a different topic for another day. But today, there are three things that have been boggling my mind recently, as they always do. Number one, my friends, it is the idea of friendship. How do you know when you have a true, genuine friendship with an individual? Like, how can you tell? Secondly, what are the benefits of being present, of being in the moment, as opposed to like being there physically, but mentally you're off somewhere else. So you can be sitting on the bus and instead of observing the scenery, you're thinking about something else. You're thinking about anything. Something that's happened in the past, you're thinking about the future, you're just not there in the moment. And finally, also we're talking about the story of how and why I left basically social media for three years. So my friends, without further ado, when we're looking at friendships, when we're looking at genuine friendships, true friendships, an amazing way to to tell if someone is really your friend is this. Whenever something good happens to you, my friends, I want you to tell them, right? Whether it be as big as you win the lottery, whether it be as little as you found, uh, I don't know, like five bucks on the ground the other day. I want you to tell your success, something that, that went really well for you, tell it to someone. Look at their reaction. Are they going to applaud you and, and further, uh, what's the word, ignite the conversation? I go, no way, man, that happened, that's crazy. So tell me more about that. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Are they either going to go, oh, oh, that's great. Wow, I'm so happy for you. Same words, different meaning. Or silence, no response. Hey, man, I just want a scholarship for $80,000. Hmm. So anyways, I went out with my friend the other day and now, my friends, let's break this down. Why is it the way that it is? I like to think that me and my close friends, me and the close family members, they weren't a team, right? And if you're winning in your lane, or doing whatever you want to do, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's whatever, in, in your thing, and you're doing it, you're winning, as a teammate, I think not only is it my responsibility, but it's, it's seeing you win makes me feel good. It really does. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you reach your highest potential. To see all those dreams of yours, your visions come true, and then some. Why? Because I am rooting for you. I want you to do amazingly. If we both start YouTube, and after one week, let's say a video of mine gets 50 likes, a video of yours gets 1,000 likes, I'm not going to go, screw that guy, or I'm going to try to sabotage him. No, man, why? Why can't I look at you as inspiration? So my friends, whenever you tell something to your friend, a success, something good that happened to you, just look at their reaction. And not just what they say to you, but how they say to you. Pay attention to their intonation, their tone of voice. Pay attention to their eyes. Pay attention to their body language. When you see something, do they immediately look down? Do they cut off body language? Or do they look straight at you and do they smile? 
Now, what do they say? Are they further adding to the conversation? Are they just repeating what you're saying? How quick are they to change the topic? How comfortable are they talking about your success? Now, my friends, I'm not going to say that there's like a number one rule that you can get this and this means exactly that. But, you know, when you start to practice this, you start to get energy from people. So you can go to five different people in your life. You can tell them that. And depending on what they, they tell you, you can get kind of a good idea of, oh, like this is how close we are to each other. You know, we're at the point of where like we're good, we hang out. But, you know, the moment I start telling you about how good my life is getting, you just you don't want to hear it. And don't get me wrong, this, again, my friends, is totally contextual. I don't, if you're going to your friends every single day going, hey, guess what happened to me? Guess what happened to me? Guess what happened to me? Yeah, that's understandable, okay? Not everyone always wants to hear about you. Everybody has their own things going on. But if every once in a while, man, something good happens for you, you know, you, you do amazingly on an exam, you know, you should be able to tell your friends, hey, man, I got a 99% on the exam. Or, hey, dude, this is what happened on the work, on work day, I got an extra tip. You should be able to say that. And they should feel happy for you. Why? Because they are your friends, right? That is, in my opinion, the true meaning of friendship is when they will celebrate your successes with you and in your downfalls and failures, they'll be there to comfort you, not to kick you when you're down. And when you look at them and you go, hey man, you know, something great just happened. I just met this amazing person. You know, it was great. It's our six month anniversary. We've been hitting it off, right? You don't want them to go, oh, you just met a person? Well, my cousin's sister's best friend also met a person, like... Okay. So I think, my friends, when you can bring up your success and someone else can talk about it with you, it shows not not that they don't have an ego, but it shows their their level. It shows how they view you, how they perceive you. Do they perceive you as an enemy, as a competitor, someone who they have to beat, someone who who they have to be on top of, or do they perceive you as a teammate? Do they perceive you as their friend, as another person on this journey, instead of one being in front of the other, but side by side? And you're both going forward and doing your things. And instead of looking at you and getting jealous, maybe they look at you and they get inspired. And it makes them feel good about themselves. Why? Because if they're truly your friends, they want you to succeed. They sincerely do. And when you do succeed, they're not going to want to sabotage you. They're not going to turn their backs on you. They're not going to stick their foot out to make sure that you fall that, my friends, is a super easy way that you can find out who your real friends are. Share your successes with them and just observe. And over time, you're going to start seeing patterns. And I highly recommend, my friends, build off of that. Now, the second topic I want to talk about today is this idea of being present. So by, by being present, you know, you've heard it before. It's just this idea of, hey, you know, be in the moments. Right? We were constantly told this in books and TV. Man, just, be, just enjoy the moment. Don't worry about looking too far in the future. Don't worry about you know, thinking too much about the past. Just be here. Right? Take it all in because it's not going to come again. Think about your senses. Think about what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're, what you're touching, what you're feeling. Right? What you're hearing. And an awesome benefit to that is you know, to a huge extent, you, know, you can only relive, re, relive moments in your mind. Right? You can play them, but they're never going to be the same as the first time. There are uh, multiple psychology studies that show that the first time when we experience something and then the second time when we think about it, it is never the same again. So if you've thought about something 15 times, every time it is slightly different. It's just the memory consolidation when your brain stores that. So you get information, you process it, you store it somewhere. And for whatever reason, whenever you retrieve it, after every retrieval, you forget something. Something gets added in. Something gets a little exaggerated. Subconsciously, you don't do it on purpose. But for whatever reason, we can't retrieve it 100% 
the way that we first saw it. So there's a lot of emphasis going on him and just be present, be in the moment. Now, one thing that I am very guilty of, one thing that I'm working on is it's super easy for me to not be here. What I mean by that is I'll be on the bus instead of just looking out at the driver, looking out at the trees. It's super easy for me to just think about, okay, plan out my day ahead. Like I'm, I'm envisioning things. I'm envisioning myself going to class, going home, making videos, editing, eating food, doing this, going out with it. Like I, I see it, right? I see before it happens. And I'm thinking about what I want to do. And you could argue I'm not really present, presently there. Now, personally, I, I'm a big fan of, of visualization. So I like thinking about things before and I like seeing them before they happen. And one of the negatives to that, unfortunately, is when you're not present in the moment, I found myself being a little bit slow to adjust to the present situation. For example, something can happen where, I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Let's say I go on the wrong bus for whatever reason. And it's because at those very few seconds where I'm going on the bus, I'm already thinking ahead of, okay, when I get here, I'm going to say this to this person. I'm going to make sure I shake that person's hand, that I'm not there in the present moment. Whereas anyone who is would be like, oh, this isn't my bus. That's my bus. So it's, I think it's really this balance of, you know, being in the present, taking in these moments. However, still being mindful of this this idea of, oh, you know, it's it's still good to think ahead. In my opinion, anyways, it's good to think ahead. It's good to to have an idea, have sort of a plan of what your day is going to look like. And furthermore, you know, we're talking about not being present. You can either look forward or you can even look backwards. So one thing that I'll also do is I like to look back on situations for better or for worse. Sometimes you're in a negative situation and that happened, let's say, last night, two days ago. That didn't feel too amazing. One thing that we do is that we replay those in our minds, right? We go, oh man, that was so embarrassing when I did this or when she said this, I should have said that. And we just pound ourselves in for no reason. Now, on the flip side of it is we can do the same thing with positive things. If I go have a presentation and it goes well and everyone's clapping and I feel that rush and that excitement, 100%, a couple of days afterwards, I can be sitting down somewhere doing homework and I'll, I'll remember that event and I'll, I'll feel good and I'll try to picture where I was and where the stage was and I feel amazing. And it gives me a little bit of that same energy, just a little bit of what it was really being up on stage. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. That is great in the sense of like, oh, like, you know, we had a good time, we had a good past. But now the negative with that is if you're always thinking about the past, it's, you know, it'd be a shame if you were to miss the moments that are right in front of you. And when I'm saying this, I'm 50% I'm talking to anyone who's watching this or hearing this. And another 50% I'm really talking to myself because this is something that I'm working on. There are times when I'm in situations where now I've gotten so into this idea of like just sitting there and I can just go into thought. I can go into and just start for like an hour. I can just, just start thinking about different things. And I think, Daniel, like just be in the present. Just take this in. Like don't think about different, like just listen. What is this person saying? Like really, really listen. Don't think about what you're going to say as a rebuttal. Like just listen. Like, do not say anything. Just be there. Be in the moment. Um, I really think that there, are, that there are pros to both. I really think that there's cons to both. As always, I'm a big advocate of moderation. I think it's important to be present. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, looking back at the good old days or, you know, thinking ahead a little bit, trying to plan something out. But again, for me, my friends, the hard thing for me has always been to go, okay, if, I'm, if we're talking about in like a ratio, man, I might be in the present 40%. I might be in my head 60%. What I'd like to move to is 50-50. And the best way to do that, if you're on, in the same boat that I am, I think my friends are just con conscious reminders. So doing things like this, just hearing, hearing my own voice, hearing other people's voices, so then when I'm sitting down and I'm about to start thinking about memories or I'm about to start thinking ahead, I go, oh, hey, Daniel, remember? This is the thing that we're trying to change. And in that moment, I can catch myself and just try to stay in the present. How do we stay in the present? 
I would highly recommend my friends get in touch with your five senses. So start seeing, oh, what is that? Okay, that's a tree. That's a person walking their dog. Am I cold right now? How do I feel? Okay, I'm sitting down. Okay, this is pretty soft. This chair is pretty comfortable. So when you come into, what's the word? Into conscious awareness of your senses, it can really keep you grounded. It can keep you in the situation, how you feel, what you smell, what's going on, and really taking in the environment around you. So that would be my case too. If you are too much on the thinking side, we can be a little bit more in the present side. Now, I'm curious for, for anyone watching this or hearing this, are you more one way or the other? Well, would you say you're 50-50, that you're in the present half the time and in your head the other? Or maybe you're present 80-90% of the time and rarely ever in your head. Like you're rarely ever sitting there and just thinking and just reflecting. So let me know, my friends. I'm 100% curious to know what, uh, what's going on and, and what's on your mind. Now, this leads me to the final topic of the podcast today, which is the reason why I left social media for three years. Now, my friends, initially, we got to go back. This was the year of 2000. Let me get this right. I want to say 2016, 2016, 2017. I'm leaning towards 2016. And basically, I remember back then we had it all right. We had the Snapchat, the Instagram, all the good stuff. Um, And I remember there just came a point in time where I deleted everything with the exception of Facebook. Everything was gone. Snapchat gone. Instagram gone. Uh, Facebook was still there, okay, so I get, you know, that was my only exception with, like, family, friends, and relatives and whatnot, but, but none of the other hip stuff. And I remember, you know, my justification for that was, I'm a private person, I don't want to put my life on, out on there, and there's maybe about four or five people that I genuinely care about, that I don't see every day, that I care about what they're doing. Like, I, I'm genuinely interested. And that was just my mindset. I was like, hey, if we're an acquaintance, I do not care that you were walking your dog, as harsh as that sounds. And I apologize if anyone's offended. But back then, that was my mindset. It was like, hey, I'm a private guy. I'm, I'm not going to start posting about my personal life. And if you're not in my, in my close circle, I don't really want to see yours either. Now, you know, based off of that and based off this idea of, you know, going on there, just all the negativity that you would see on there, right? Everyone, just, just people being upset, people being in, in negative moods. And the thing that would really mess with me is on one sense you have, you know, I would argue that you still you have so much negativity on social media, right? Where there's people complaining, upset about things or, or just problems. And, and I think the real tragedy is that, you know, regardless of social media, these problems exist, right? The fires in Australia, they exist. If social media wasn't a thing, maybe not many people would know about it. But that doesn't mean that it wouldn't exist. It still would. But at the time, I didn't understand that. I just saw social media as a gateway to, um, what's the word, to negativity. I would 100% demonize social media. I was in a place where if I saw three people sitting around the table on their phones, I'd look at them and just shake my head and go, these poor people, man, look at them, lost by communication. This is sad. This is sick. They need some help. That was honestly my mindset back then. And another thing that I also noticed was anyone who was being positive, right? The guys who were writing, you know, a motivational quote in the morning or the guy who was going out on a run at six in the morning, you know, they were getting a lot of negativity. People were saying, hey, man, we don't care that you're going out on a run. We don't care that you're doing this and that. And I really felt like the negativity was outweighing the positivity. That I was in this mindset of negative people for whatever reason are just louder than positive people. Now I'm in a different mindset and I have a different perspective on that. But back then that was, that was my, my thought. And I was like, I do not want anything to do with social media. It's like, it is not for me. I do not want to see what other people are doing. I'm doing my own thing. And, and as time goes on, a couple months pass, there's no desire, right? I'm six months in. I'm not thinking about Snapchat, not thinking about Instagram. Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, Dana, what happens when you meet people at parties and they go, hey, man, what's your IG? Hey, man, what's your Snap? 
I'll, I'll tell them I don't have IG. And they say, oh, okay, well, what's your snap? And I'll be like, I don't have snap either. And they look at me as if I'm an alien. And they're like, what? Do you have a phone? And I'll be like, yeah, man, I have a phone. Here's my number. I'm like, oh, if you care, you'll, you know, if you really, really want to talk to me, you'll, you'll just text me. You'll just text me or you'll call me. That, that was my mindset back then. But yeah, man. And then I just, I don't think about it again. Just social media was just not a part of my life. And I would, for a big, big part, I was just, it was not for me. The filters, the likes, I was like, I'm not falling into it. I'm as if, as if it made me better than other people being in this mindset of, I'm not on social media. I'm still pure. I'm, I don't care about likes and this and that. Like it, it was weird, right? Cause what happens is when you make a certain decision, when you make a certain behavior, you're going to say things in order to back up that behavior. So you make yourself feel good. So you say, yo, I am making the right choice. So let's fast forward, ladies and gentlemen, we go through, and again, I don't even bat a second eye to it. Whenever people ask me and say, hey, Daniel, why don't you have social media? I'll tell them what I just told you. Hey, man, I do not care what other people are doing. I don't care about the likes. I wouldn't post anything. I want to keep my life private. Da -da 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 -da, right? Uh, besides, again, the only thing was on Facebook. I wanted to be connected to aunts and uncles and all that good stuff. Now, with that said, that was 2016. In 2019, the summer of 2019, I go, you know what, man? I want to start a YouTube channel. Now, it's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about my, my uh, personal life, but it's going to be about just this general idea of growth, personal growth, self-development, psychology, all that good stuff. It's a fantastic. I'll jump into that. Next thing you know, man, I'm watching this video. It was a Gary Vaynerchuk talk. He's doing a seminar in Australia. And again, this was 2019 in the summer. And he's, he's, he's talking about something. And all of a sudden he goes, he goes, no matter what you want to do in life, whether, whether you want to sell an online course, whether you want to be a lawyer, whether you want to uh, be, a, be an influencer, no matter what you want to do, you need to post on social media. And he, he broke it down like this. He said, no matter what you want, no matter what I want you to do, I need your attention. Because if you don't know that I exist, how can I expect you to come to me? I can have the secret to life. But if you don't know who I am, if I'm not posting on social media, if I don't have your attention, then I don't have your business either. So really, my friends, he was the one to paint this picture of building a personal brand in the sense of, hey, man, whatever you have to offer, this value, because everybody has something to offer. Everybody. I'm a huge believer in that. Everybody has at least one skill that they can offer to the world. And what you can do is when you, when you start you know, putting yourself out on social media is you're giving back to the community. You're giving back to the society. And that leads to things like enriching knowledge and collaboration and just really taking advantage of this unbelievable technological revolution. The fact that I can, that I can sit here and text my friend. Uh, so I live in Canada. And I can just text my friend who's over in Italy with a snap on my fingers and we can go back and forth. That is freaking remarkable. And I think many people are underestimating it. So anyways, my friends, back to the story, I really, I hear his talk and he's saying, you know what, if you don't have social media, no matter what you're going to do, get it. Put, put your value out there. Give it to other people. Then let them comment on it. Work together so not only you can grow and they can grow, but it helps the community grow. Whether you want to be a lawyer, whether you want to be any sort of job, occupation, any art, a freelancer, whatever, it would be a shame not to use social media for its networking, for being connected to people, for learning more. And, and there was something, and I, I know I didn't do him justice, and we'll see. I might just have his video, that bit that I saw in the description. For whatever it was, man, it just clicked a different way. And I remember as soon as that happened, man, on that day, I made an Instagram account. On that day, uh, what else did we do? I made a TikTok account. I made a LinkedIn account. 
uh, a little bit later, I made a Snapchat account. Now we're on everything, right? And ever since that, man, I've never looked back. And I think the main message that I really, really want to emphasize is, you know, when Gary Vee was saying his thing, the thing that really, I think, flipped the switch for him was he said, a lot of people think that social media makes, makes them insecure. A lot of people think, like I did, that social media makes them insecure. But he believed that social media does not make you insecure, but it exposes you for who you really are. That social media doesn't force me to follow people who post negative stuff. I press the follow button. I am in control of who I follow and who I don't follow. Of who I interact with and who I don't interact with. And if I see people, if I see a 20-year-old who's a millionaire because of X, Y, and Z, and I choose to get jealous, that's on me. I can look at him. I can choose to get inspired. I can just not look at him. I cannot follow him. Social media, my friends, is completely free. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, you do not have to pay to sign up. So you get to use these platforms, show the world, be like, hey, guys, this is what I know. Um, I hope it helps somebody out. I'm still learning. If anyone's interested, I would love to collaborate. I would love to do business in the future. And, and it's, it can be absolutely fantastic. And I just really got into this mindset of there's no reason to, to... Does social media have negatives? 110%. But does it also have positives? I really think so. I really think it just depends on, you know, which way do you want to look at it? Which kind of a lens do you want to use? And listening to that, that audio of Gary Vee, I was like, you know what? It doesn't just have to be about, you know, oh, check out my breakfast. And just as a, as a flex, as a making other people feel better, look at what I'm doing. So you're not doing to make, but really just as a sense of how, you know, a way to share my knowledge, a way that we can work together, a way that, that we can, that we can enrich our surroundings that we can become valuable, that we can give value, that we can collaborate and get better and network. And, and I really just looked at social media as this gateway, this gateway to networking, to meeting people, to building a following for yourself and for what you do. So that later on in life, five, 10 years from now, you have a sort of a platform. And now it's a lot easier for you to either do business, partnerships, collaborations, and also for other people. Maybe someone, maybe someone is looking for exactly the thing that you have to offer. Say it one more time. What are the chances that someone is looking exactly for what you have to offer at this very moment? And if all you did was just post a YouTube video, post something on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, they could find you and boom. Now, whether that's you're going to get a relationship out of it, or you're going to get business out of it, whether that that's up in the air. So my friends, that is the story of how for three years, absolutely no social media because I was just in a different mindset and all it took was watching another individual, hearing him articulate the idea of social media in a certain way that I've never thought of before. And boom, now we're on all of them. Which is a great time to plug Daniel Teaches literally on all of them, my friends. TikTok, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. I thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I wish you an absolutely fantastic day. And uh, let me know, my friends. I am, I'm super, super curious. What are your thoughts on social media? Have you ever taken a break from social? Or have you just always been on there since day one? Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye.